0: Welcome to Adulting on the Spectrum. I am Andrew Camaro, an Autistic Certified Financial Planner. I co run Adulting on the Spectrum with Eileen Lamb. Hey, Eileen.
1: Hey, Andrew. Hey, everyone. I'm Eileen Lamb. I'm an Autistic author and photographer from France. I have two children on the spectrum and we are running this podcast because we want to highlight the stories of autistic people adults on the spectrum uh, like you not just the inspirational stories and today our guest is Bridget hi bridget
2: hi
0: bridget sinclair rinkowski yeah i have cir- multiple names multiple <laughs> names yes so i like that is a circus performer based in portland maine Her background as an international disability advocate, shaped her circus practices, um, and for years promote free and low-cost circus programming around the state. She's trained with Cirque du Soleil, social circuit program. Um, She does lots of advocacy. She's the education chair of the Autism Society of Maine in 2018, received the outstanding commitment to the Autism Advocacy. Advocacy Award with the Autism Society of Maine for your work in the state. Um, you are a They are a published author and a contributor in the award-winning book, What Every Autistic Girl Wishes Her Parents Knew, published by the Autistic Women and Non-Binary Network, and has recently been published, Sincerely, Your Autistic Child. Bridget is also Miss Mermaid Maine, and in the finals for her title as Miss Mermaid USA. Hey, hey, I
2: do Bridget. a lot like it's one of those things where like when people are like what's your bio and i'm like okay what what genre of bio <laughs> do you <want>? like
1: <laughs> you know we start our episodes by asking our guests how they like to identify like as an autistic person or person with autism and we also ask our guests what their pronoun preference is and i think with you we touched on that in the bio uh you go by Z.
2: Um, I use mixed pronouns. So, uh, she, he, they, like pretty much anything's fair game with me. Um, uh, and I identify as autistic. Um, but in part that's because person with autism, like that's a lot of words. (laughs) Like (laughs) autistic is short. Like it's like just a few letters. Um, and I'm snarky enough that I'd say like person with a cat uh like something else that would maybe not be appropriate in some certain circumstances
1: that's the best explanation i've ever heard for using (laughs) autistic
2: and
0: are there any pronouns that you don't want to be called since you said you're pretty much okay with everything
2: um i don't think it is a pronoun Like, like on those like lists of like, I I don't know, like grammatically speaking. I think that's what you call a
0: child who hasn't been born yet. Or like, you know, below two years old, I refer to babies as it.
2: I I don't know if that's a, a real, I don't know if it is the pronoun, but that's the only one that I'm just like, what? Like I'll respond to pretty much anything. Like even if it's, I don't think it's directed at me, which, hey, that's part of being as socially awkward as I am. It's great
0: awesome can you tell us a little bit more about your autism journey or basically what's called your life uh when were you diagnosed either what was it like um and you have a brother who has higher support needs as well if you want to talk about that as well
2: sure um uh, my journey um the <laughs> time long ago the ancient gods were petty and cruel um no uh my autism <laughs> like I grew up as a daughter of an artist Um, and like uh, my mom likes to tell the story of the fact that other parents were like, why can't our kid be like Bridget look she lines up all her toys. Um, (laughs) Like, Oh, things we don't know are autistic. Um, Yeah, I did get diagnosed until after my brother got diagnosed. Um, Technically the first one who like was like nose goes it's her uh, was Stephen Shore. like years and years and years ago because uh, he saw me like playing with like lobster claws um, and like doing funny voices and he's like yeah yeah she's she's on the spectrum um, <laughs> but my family was part of a, a round breaking case in Maine uh, the boy on the playground case um, and so my mom was like being interviewed for like Fox News and all these places. So she ended up going to the Autism Society of America conference and taking me with her. Uh, so I got to meet like all of like the the first gen people. Like my mom was part of like the geo cities and like the Yahoo groups, like the OG stuff. Um And so I kind of grew up around that. I didn't get diagnosed until I was like 15 or 16. And the therapist I was seeing at the time gave me the label of PDD-NOS because he said that he had never seen a woman on the spectrum. Uh, and I would not be the first one that he diagnosed. Uh, yeah. Like he, he was a tool. I know that face. Yeah. Uh, he used to be a mime before he was a therapist. So now I have like, like, I just don't like mimes. Like it's, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, no, I don't like you. Does that have anything
0: to do with your circus performing and stuff? Or is it just completely separate? Or is there like some like, you know, mime versus fire breather, like, you know,
2: internal. Well, I mean, going like on? if if it's versus fire breather, I feel like as a fire breather, I kind of win. Um, no, <laughs> like, I mean, growing up though, the most terrifying thing, like killer clowns from outer space. I remember seeing that movie when I was like six and like terrified of clowns, like I mean, I have friends who are professional clowns, but like still it's a really, it's a creepy thing for me. Like I don't like masks where people like can kind of be like, look, I'm putting on something completely different and I can get away with anything. And it's like, "Mm, yeah, no, no, I'm going to go over in the corner and like not be near you.
1: And we're not talking about that type of mask, but how do you feel wearing a mask? Has this been difficult uh, during the pandemic or do you like it? Uh, cause it's like, hides? I know I kinda like it because I don't have to worry about the, my facial expressions cause that's something that confuses people so much. Uh, sometimes people think I'm mad when I'm happy and vice versa. So I kinda like it. How do you feel?
2: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm very much team mask. Um, our state actually like today, Um, Jess kind of was like, yo, free for all. Um, and I don't like it. Like I'm going to continue wearing masks. Um, I know a lot of people that have been affected by COVID. Um, I also like masks for the same reason you said, uh, I have pretty much given up on trying to control my face in public. Uh, and I'm terrified that like, if I'm in a situation where like I'm outdoors and like not wearing a mask like someone's gonna say something that's really like bothersome and I'm gonna make a face and people are like what what's like you need to try to cover your expression and i'm like oh forgot my mouth is not covered also you can like like mouth things like when people are being like rude and stuff in public and you can like say it under your breath in a mask and no one really notices and also like some like stylish patterns. Um, I have to do the like ones with the loop around your head because uh, like my ears are too like, the, I have the hypermobility stuff. So like putting stuff around my ears doesn't work. Like I'll if I have to, like I put it around my ponytail.
1: Hmm. I, heard of I
0: don't know if you saw that I had at the, the pandemic last year, I was actually driving to work every day. I was essential. So I, I got the plague doctor mask um from like I don't know if you saw that on on Facebook I think I shared it too it was a little yeah no that 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 was great so I was told not to wear that in my office building though which I did respect so although I did enjoy scaring people I mean Um, I
2: I enough in the steampunk and goth community that like a number of my friends already had one of those like plague Dr. Mass like way before pandemic times where they're just like hey for a costume contest
0: it's June, therefore it's Pride Month. What can you tell us about your work with the intersection of LBGTQ plus health issues and the autism health disparities, as well as addressing other healthcare priorities in the autism community?
2: Yeah, um, so a couple of years ago, uh, I was part of a group called ASSET, which is autistic adults and other stakeholders engaged together. Um, I had to write it down because like that's a mouthful um, asset. But yeah, so uh, got a bunch of surveys out to people nationwide trying to figure out, okay, let's have autistics driving the medical research. Like what is it that we want to know more about? Um, And we've done uh, some other work too about like Um, here's how people should be compensated, Um, here's some guides for like healthcare professionals. Uh, And what I've been kind of working on is looking at um, some of the barriers uh, because we know that, hey, surprise, surprise, there's a large percentage of people on the autism spectrum who identify uh, somewhere uh, basically like non-cis. Like we're, we're, like ethereal fae all around and like just 5 million types of awesome. Uh, And so looking at how can people get healthcare access? Uh, I mean, I have friends that uh, way back in the day but not really in the early 2000s, it was hard for them to get gender affirming healthcare uh, because they were on the spectrum. So, it's an issue that a lot of people face who autistics, we sometimes get infantilized by parents, professionals, doctors, and it's like, oh, they can't make a choice for themselves or they don't, they're just confused. They're not really trans. And uh, I, I think it's something that really needs more attention because just like how if someone is femme presenting, uh, their pain's not taken as seriously, which is why heart disease is the number one killer of women um, and why people are trained to recognize what is a heart attack symptom based on male presentation and male body presentation of it. Um, so just kind of doing some research, uh, listening to surveys from people, because there's other information that like we know as a community, but it's like I always looked at those studies that people publish about, like, study says that people feel good after eating chocolate. I got
0: a better one for you. My favorite one of all time is I remember this. (laughs) $1.3 million that there are rats in New York City subways. And I just went like, I would have told you that for $13. Like $1.3 million dollars like have that there's rats in New York City subway systems.
2: And for a buck fifty for a pizza slice, you could prove it with pizza <laughs> like, like we got proof here, buck fifty. Um, yeah, duh, like, and so it's one of those things where let's get our opinions. What do we know? Like, I, I talked a little bit, like, I have the I'm hyper bendy, uh, hyper extension, I have EDS there is a huge overlap of EDS and the autism community. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about like what happens, uh, on the spectrum when you hit puberty, uh, or like post-menopause pre-menopause, or if you're trans and you're taking hormones, like what happens during second puberty? Um, like there's just a lot of information out there that we don't really know about. Um, and there's other stuff that we kind of know about because we all talk to each other on social media and stuff, but like, yo, let's let's have organizations give us the money to actually do research on improving the quality of life and healthcare for autistic people.
0: Now, so just on the research topic for, for a moment, something that I've noticed with research recently, it's a two-part question. So one is that something, that I don't think anybody does a good good enough job speaking about is one of the reasons why research has to be done for something that seems so obvious to us. I still can understand the rats in New York City, but like, you know, but in general, it's because you can't get funding without research, right? And so Medicaid as obvious as it might be to everyone, right? Is the vast majority of funding the government is. There needs to be research that seems silly, and or redundant. And in a lot of ways, spending money on research is one of the best return on investments we can get for more spending on more services. Additionally, I have done some peer reviews and research grants, et cetera. And what I find is a lot of autism research is never meant to be read by people who are not researchers, just the terms that are used. You know, if they're You know researchers are using the term for the data not the terms to be politically correct and that's just all research but i think there's so little research out there that we as a community are also just very hyper focused and like to pick apart some of the parts of research that shouldn't be picked apart basically do we attack research too much
2: um We attack a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) I was just Um,
0: focusing on research, but yeah. Just
2: focusing on research. Um, Yes, uh, I think we do. Because again, to your point of we need, and that's one of the things that um, the articles that I'm working on that the other people have been working on too from um, like our little group is so that we have the background, uh, so that we have the preliminary like, survey, self-reporting surveys do have like some issues with them. My background, I was a failed bio major. Um, like I was really interested in like wolf conservation and hierarchy. Uh, and then I got told that I had to do like organic chemistry. And so I'm like, cool, I'm going to go be a psych major instead because uh, <laughs> I can do that in my sleep. Um so I understand like I read scientific journals for the fun of it I'm weird um but I do agree that like we need the plain language we need some of the basic research uh about like healthcare disparities uh about life expectancies domestic violence we need some of like the like building blocks, like the Fisher prize, like my first autism research, uh, so that we can build some of this stuff up more and more so that maybe not in our lifetime, but like in the future, depending on like if the world doesn't explode um, or like we kill the environment too much, uh, we can do some more of the specific in-depth research that our community is asking about. And so that's why it's excited that we get a like, our group driving what are the healthcare interests in the autistic sphere? But yeah, we pick apart everything way too much.
1: Have you ever done any uh genetic testing for yourself? Are you part of any of the big research studies in the US, like Spark? Uh
2: yeah, actually. Um back in the day, um, my family was part of the Human Genome Project. Um Uh, I don't even remember how we got into it, but my, like, my Voldemort, um, he worked in medical Mm -hmm. advertising. So it was probably like, uh, like some connection there. Uh, But yeah, like, they took a lot of blood from us. Um, But we're also (laughs) part of Spark. um, Mm -hmm. And no kitty. Um, And like, like, i'm gonna eventually try one of those like ancestry like human genome like where you spit in a tube and they tell you like how many people you're related to but like i'm irish so like our our my family tree already is very large um yeah
0: yeah no it's funny um so Spark, so can you tell us why you're okay with Spark? Isn't Spark all about eugenics and trying to eradicate us? Why do you participate in genomic research?
2: Cite that was sarcasm, source. by the I way. I know, I know. Okay. But cite your sources. <laughs> um, no, so uh, I think that like it's as I like was saying before, like there are some medical conditions that do affect the autism population higher than average. And these are medical conditions that really do impact our quality of life. Um, Like I'm hypermobile. It's a degenerative disease. Like I was more active when I was younger. Like I got taken down by a 40 degree temperature difference yesterday and like my hip partially dislocated. I'm 32. Um, And I, I think that it's, if we can get some of the pieces, like it's not like we're going to be able to like, I don't believe that selective abortion will be an issue for autism anytime soon. Um, And I do think that there's enough of our peers that have GI issues, um, that have autoimmune issues, that if we can just have some type of glimpse um, I think it's really important when I talk about advocacy work, I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about other people who may be more involved with their autism that may have more health issues. And I'm saying that as someone who has like a lot of health issues and has to take a lot of like medications every day. Um, I, I think that like finding out a little bit more, like that's also the dorky science part of me. Like also as someone who loves horror movies like i know that can go horribly wrong but like let's just stray away from the jurassic park like cloning world right now and like like i mean (laughs) trust me it's more likely that robots are going to take over the place right now like look at the skynet aka like alexa and siri all that stuff
1: i i can relate to so much of what you said um I fit so many of the comorbid conditions that are like, we know that autistic people are more likely to have them, but we don't really know why. I have a celiac disease, which is an autoimmune disease. Um, and I just learned, I haven't talked about it, that I'm going to need injection every two weeks for the rest of my life because of an, uh, I'm immunocompromised, um, which is another thing that's been... Uh, linked to autism and I'm also bisexual so that's something I don't talk about a lot because first of all there is so much backlash backlash um, you know it's seen as um, just a phase or something you do for attention and because I'm married to a man it's like I'm not you know I'm not part of the LGBT LGBTQ community as much like I don't deserve it or I don't know, Bisexual get a lot of uh, yeah backlash love. online. Um, yeah. And I, I get enough for being autistic <laughs> and having my own views and being pro-ABA and all of that. So there are a lot of things I don't talk about, but that are linked to autism, like you said. And I, I don't know why, I don't know if, I, I don't know, but I would love to look deeper into these things and find answers. So I'm all for research. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, even,
2: um, again, I, have talked about a fair amount, um, uh, in different spheres, but, uh, I'm just recovering from a hysterectomy, uh, because I had really aggressive endometriosis. Like ever since I was like, ever since I pretty much got my first period, um, like I had to have surgery every three years to get rid of like the amount of scarring and, um, in February, I ended up in the ER with like my IUD like puncturing one wall, and like on the other side, I have burst cyst, and I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm done. Like just just yank it, just yeet the womb, um, and uh, like there's a lot of reproductive health issues too for um, like womb having autistics uh and like let's figure out some of this stuff uh and yeah celiac like i am gluten sensitive um i made too many jokes when i was younger about eating gluten that other people could not eat and then karma was like haha, ha poke like good <laughs> luck now you have to have like the four dollar macaroni and cheese from the store and you don't get any fun shapes anymore
1: yeah the story of my life <laughs> yeah
0: Yeah, and I and I've been keto for four or five years. I it was probably well. You got to watch me at a conference, like so. I just like took the roast beef like off like three sandwiches or something and just ate that. So they had
2: a lot of bacon there too, though. Like that was a plus side. Like there was a lot of
0: bacon. Bacon's always a good thing, right? So can't have too much of that.
1: Okay, we gotta go there. You are a mermaid. You are. Miss Mermaid (laughs) Maine and in the finals for the title of Miss Mermaid USA I mean I think that's so cool but at the same time like I don't really understand (laughs) what that means so can you tell us more yeah so um like there's actually an
2: international competition like Miss Mermaid International um and uh I can't remember how I found out about it and stuff but like um, another uh, person who has EDS uh, was posting that, like, hey, look, I was Miss Mermaid, whatever state they were. And I'm like, hmm, let me apply. Uh, like, why not? And it's at least the USA version is very advocacy centered. Um, like, they've made a point of, like, hey, uh, we care about people's cause, their platform. Uh, and that's, what's really important. And so, um, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then they chose the top 25 and like, I was nervous. The into- I was nervous. Like when they were even announcing like what States what, because they were announcing them a couple of days at a time and they were announcing Maine on my birthday. And I'm like, ah, this is nerve wracking. What's going on. Um, but yeah, I'm in the top 25. Um, uh i it's i have a tail um like working on tops uh like you get crown i have a sash now i'm a sash person um but yeah i think the world like to avoid being too inspirationally um like the world bites like Oh, you can,
0: okay, this is adulting on the spectrum, so I'm gonna ask you to go back, (laughs) and you can't say bites. We are going to bleep over that.
2: Okay. Go again. All right. I I specifically asked Andrew earlier today, I'm like, can I curse? Like, uh, because, no, like, the world sucks. Like, life can suck. Like, the world, the year that we've all just had together, like, no. Clusterfuck, fire, dumpster, like, oh my god, like, um, and so let's have more magic in our lives, like, let's do things that's, like, yeah, I'm 32 years old, I want to be a mermaid, like, no one can tell me I can't be a mermaid, um, if you say that I can't, too bad, I got the sash, um, and yeah, so, like, it's really fun, too, because as I have become, like, Miss Mermaid Maine, and, like, I have bright shiny things and a tail and like it's all like pretty girl pageantry i've also turned into a 40 year old guy at the same time because i really enjoy magnet fishing and i have a metal detector um and so uh like there's a group like in maine like in our town and stuff that like every week they go out and like toss a magnet out and like they had no idea like love them all. They're so great, but they had no idea what to make of me. I'm like, I'm a mermaid. I want to come help y'all out. Um, They're like, okay. And I show up in like sparkly mermaid pants and like bejewels and stuff. And uh, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm also really strong. So like we were pulling out like an actual like railroad track that's like nine feet long, like weighs a couple hundred pounds. And they're like, we need a couple guys to help. And I'm like, I'm standing right here. Uh, And like just helped with like, one other guy on the side and one from the bomb pulling it out and they're like oh oh yeah um and like the other week I got out three shopping carts and a bike um and I learned the hard way not to wrap the rope around my arm um but it was a cool bruise I got uh but yeah no so like sparkly awesomeness and also a four-year-old guy that's like look I got 1200 pound magnet and a grappling hook um because i'm sorry what eight-year-old doesn't want a grappling hook it's awesome
1: sounds awesome i never (laughs) thought i needed one until now so well yeah like yeah during
2: like during the uh force isolation even though i'm sorry i was hibernating before it was like state mandated um Like, I was looking at, like, magnet fishing on Reddit and stuff, Uh, and, like, people find guns all over the place in Europe, Uh, like, or Texas for that
0: matter. No, okay, sorry, we should, yeah, okay. (laughs)
2: Um, But, like, I also live, like, in a beach area and stuff, like, so it's, like, oh, do, like, metal detecting, like, I also live right against the woods, so, like, I just go out, and it starts out as magnet, like, like detecting mail detecting but it really dissolves into me just sitting on the ground like with a shovel just digging up like dirt in random like holes and piles um because i am just a very large 8 year old um who's like look i'm playing in the dirt um yeah i'm just a very large 8 year old that has a credit card now awesome.
1: <laughs> and my 8 year old would love what you're describing so yeah that, that oh feels- i love I love it the kids stuff like i mean i think part of who i am
2: um, is like you want to be like i believe in paradoxes and like the jeremy bear me like good place time is non-linear and like be the person that you needed when you were a kid because like maybe like through all the time shifting and stuff maybe you are that person that like you needed when you were a kid Um, And I think like that goes into like kind of my views on trauma and stuff. Of like, you can't change what happened to you, but you can heal from it. Like your current self can make your past self
1: better. Are you comfortable telling us a bit more about your trauma and? Oh yeah, there's
2: like there's like a wheel, like the wheel of trauma. Um, (laughs) I would have like all of them. Um, yeah, like, there was, like, a trauma (laughs) bingo game, which would be, like, kind of a sad, scary bingo game, but, like, get bingo. Yeah, like, you pretty much name it, like, any type of trauma. Like, I mentioned Voldemort earlier. Like, I, uh, I live at a confidential address because, and I do not use this word lightly, my father is crazy. Um, and, like, not the fun type, but, like, the, um like the po know where you live type. Um, and so in our state, uh, a lot of women, when you went to court and they were with their like ex-husbands or something, the judge would say, hey, you need to say where your fiscal address is. When you file court papers, you have to put down where your fiscal address is. It wasn't until like the third or fourth woman who in a courtroom said where they lived and got shot. Um, by the guy that like uh, the governor of Maine actually at the time called up my mom because like the divorce was a big deal um it was like hey so here's this problem and here's this program um and I've been in it ever since but that's one of the things that I think is really important like talking about domestic violence like I'm I was a mandatory reporter like I feel like once you like mandatory reporting is kind of like the mafia like once you're in you're always in like you're always a mandatory reporter I feel um I don't know if that's their official like slogan it shouldn't be um but like I take that stuff really seriously uh because like for all the horrible stuff that happened to me um people didn't believe me uh like my father he looked nice um but like behind closed doors and stuff like uh was violent and like verbally abusive like one of the biggest things that he always used to say which carried so much weight when I was younger was like why can't you just be normal and like now I can laugh about it and be like haha I'm Miss Mermaid Maine sucker um but like as a kid who doesn't know that they're queer doesn't know they're autistic doesn't know why they view the world differently like that was painful where it's like I don't know why can't I be normal and then it's like now I'm 32 and I see other people where like their idea of like normal means having a pizza on Friday night and maybe renting a red box and like I'm like oh that's not no I don't want to be normal no thanks um but yeah like I think it trauma is really difficult and stuff on the spectrum um, because autism is a communication disorder. So there's so much self-blame of like, did I do something wrong? Have I, did I say something that warranted being treated this way and stuff? And especially because there's always those people that are like, there's two sides to every story. And like, um, I have so many people who, say that oh well like Bridget did this and like she's a bad person like I've had like (laughs) I have like campaigns of people against me and stuff and it's like cool story like let's look at your actions and your behaviors like let's look at mine um and it's hard uh because you also like I feel like autistics we gaslight ourselves I know that's like The word of the day is gaslighting where everyone has like the articles and stuff about it like it's like there's gotta be like five articles on buzzfeed right now about gaslighting um but it's a thing that autistic people do to themselves and when you add in abusive situations where people isolate you uh where they make you question reality uh where they're like no you just misunderstood that or i didn't say that or you're being too sensitive it's like like those people are like like evil shit lords like I hate them because as someone who like lived through all that like the point is I lived through it like I almost didn't multiple times like um and I I think that ties into like some of the mental health stuff like because when you're autistic you're different like, when you have depression, anxiety, like, I feel like being autistic is its own, like, experience. Like, there's, I can't remember who said it, and I know they'll probably get on my case because I know I'm friends with them. But, like, the other world, like, Martians are like, hey, look, I, other, wrong planet syndrome, something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about, Andrew? It's one of the OG autistic. Oh,
0: like, yeah, like Wrong Planet. What is it? Uh, what's his name? Um, is it
2: Alex?
0: Oh, yeah, Alex. Shea- is it Plank. not Skank? It's not Alex Skank. Um, but I know who you're talking about. Yes, it's him. So, and he had the bla- yeah, the blog and uh, like living yes. on a different planet. Yes.
2: Yep. Yeah, I know, Alex. Um, that's why I'm like, I know. I know. It's one of my friends. Um, but it is. It's like, w- let's look at how we experience the world, like both communication wise, but also sensory wise, like our sensory systems are completely all over the map and like trying to talk about normal, it's like none of us experience the world in a normal way, Um, which can be fun, but also weird. Like, I feel like it's um, good in a way of like, I mean, I go to festivals and perform as a performer a lot. Like I don't do drugs. Um, because I've learned that people take drugs to experience how I view the world on a daily basis where they're like there's glitter in the air and I'm like yeah there is oh you're on drugs
0: (laughs) I I, I was thinking we've had this conversation before about how neither of us should do acid
2: no like I've, I've accidentally like been a trip sitter and stuff because I'm like sitting down talking with someone like about like the mysteries of the universe or like if snails have personality, like all this stuff. And then someone comes along they're like, thank you so much for finding them and like keeping them calm. I'm like, we were just hanging out chatting. I didn't realize that they were like on drugs on a lot of drugs. Well, I'm glad you found your friend. I'm going to continue sitting here wondering if snails have personalities and looking at the glitter in the air. (laughs) Yeah. I don't do drugs.
0: (laughs) Um, I, I love politics, um, and I think that's mostly because I like arguing, um, but in all seriousness, you advocate with many state you know, legislators. You're in Maine, probably like my second favorite state for politics because of ranked choice voting, right? You know, And the way you guys do the electoral college, you're amazing, only after New Hampshire, right? Um, but in all seriousness, you've done a lot of work on the state, local, national, federal level. Um, can you tell us about your experience past and present and advice to other people looking to enact real change on a from a legislative point of view?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I think I- I've been a part of like a bunch of different grassroots efforts and like the Autism Society of America is one of the largest uh, and oldest grassroots organizations. Um, and there's lots of like both local and national chapters of it that help kind of um, like boil down like here's some of the details of this upcoming, like the CARES Act um, or here's something that's really important. Um, and I think uh, for lo- like large change happens at a local level. And I know one of the big things that we've been pushing in our state too is um, getting in-home support workers paid more um, because we're having a shortage, um, but you're also being paid less than if you were working at Subway. And uh, having talked to like the politicians and stuff lately, bringing home the important messages like from our real life Ours being autistic, disabled, um, chronic illness warriors, like showing, writing down, calling up uh, whatever medium works best for you, trying to contact your local representatives who, again, they work for us. Um, but just being like, hey, here's my experience, and this is why you should pass this bill. Um, like that's some of the perspectives that they don't get. Uh, like, again, they need to hear from people like us uh, so that they have like a way to be informed on the different issues. Uh, and yeah, I, I remember uh, talking to uh, Senator Angus King, um, like when I went to DC a couple of years ago, Uh, and like he's coming out and this guy didn't recognize who the politician was he's like oh yeah like um like something about a book that Angus was writing and Angus was like oh don't tweet that yet and I'm like yeah man hold your tweets uh and apparently that was Senator Booker uh who was also running for the presidential nomination um so I told a presidential nom to hold his tweets man um but the thing is, politicians are just like us. Uh, I lived in Iowa in college uh, and it was a caucus state. So everyone came through, like I to meet Obama a bunch. Um, like I, I was going in college in the time where like MTV was really like, get out of the vote. And like, um, I think it's important to inform yourself on the local and state issues um, because like, again, it, it can be fun to argue, uh, but it, it's also fun to actually get change happening sometimes too. And I know I don't see eye to eye with like all the representatives in charge. I mean, um, my uh, democratic party nominee uh, who did not get on the ballot, uh, Brie Kidman, um, like uh, Fox News was trying to make fun of them because uh, non-binary They're like, oh, look, a queer mermaid is trying to run for the Democratic seat. And Brie was like, oh, Fox News just wrote my campaign like slogan. Yeah, queer mermaids for campaign seats, Um, which was awesome. Uh, But like, I personally don't want to run for an office. Like, I feel like I'd be limited in what I could say and do. I prefer to be a little bit more I don't even want to say radical, but like, you know, being able to curse in interviews, like, I don't feel like you can do that too much if you're a politician.
0: So, so it's, uh, curse right now with your favorite curse word.
2: Oh man. Didn't have that list prepared. Uh, a whole have, list. Yeah. No. What's the, um, uh, what's his face played God in dogma. Um, George Carlin, like the seven words that you can't say. And then he expanded them into like the 50 words you can't say. Yes. Yeah, George Carlin, legend. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that answered your question at all. Not
0: at all, (laughs) but I still enjoyed it. So thank you, Which, which is probably about like, you know the majority of my conversations that I enjoy, so.
1: I think that was a compliment. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it, it it was so or you know uh
1: how do you get past all the social media controversy and drama does it affect you do you see a lot of it um there's so much
2: on social media and just media in general like i've had a lot of friends that end up being highlighted um wall street journal my friends have been on netflix shows um I was a finalist in running for uh, MTV My True Life. I'm autistic, uh, which one of my friends was actually on. Um, mine was gonna be. I'm taking my service cat to college. Um, I'm, I'm glad that like I got to spend my twenties in like anonymous oblivion, but not really like doing behind the scenes advocacy work. I think in my thirties now, like I can step more in the front, like do podcasts, do. TV shows, interviews, all that stuff, um, because I listen to the cardinal rule of never read the comment section. But yeah, yeah social it. media, like I like Instagram. I try to get like people hooked on Instagram cause it's like, yo, you can just like follow a bunch of zoos and then you open an app and look, like here's Fiona the hippo. Uh, like you don't actually have to interact with people. Um, like my Instagram is filled with like mermaids and circus performers, it's great. Um, But yeah, like real people sometimes, like I can't do Twitter, like nope. Like I've seen way too many of my friends, like those who can harness the power of Twitter, like more power to them, but it moves too quickly for me. And I think something that's really valid that enough people don't do is respect the fact that it's okay to say like, excuse me, I am uninformed about a topic. Uh, or, excuse me, I'm feeling worked up right now. I need to go away from my keyboard. Um, like, that should be normal. Like, it's one of those things where if it's real, like, face to face interaction, like, if someone was like crying and like non speaking, you wouldn't keep yelling at them. But like, we do that online. Um, and like, it's also really, really classless and ableist. Like, when people are like, you spelled a word wrong. Um, and it's like, so like um, not everyone has the same educational background Uh, yeah social media can be good it can be evil like I remind my friends who I have a bunch of friends who don't use social media at all and I'm like that's valid it's a tool if you don't want to use it like or it takes too much time energy whatever like don't use it it's fine you're not missing like too too much
1: Yeah, and I agree with you, Twitter is the worst. It's funny because I have a lot of followers on Instagram, but that's the social media platform where I experience the least um, bash-like. What do you say? Mm -hmm. Bash-like, is that a word? Um, But Twitter, uh, I only have like 3,000 followers, but every time I post something, I mean, it is, and it's negative, but not just negative, it's nasty, you know? yeah twitter is it's something else like i don't even know why i'm there and i keep trying with that social media because all i get is just like bad uh but bad comments it's it's pretty intense um and i feel like each social media i mean you know instagram tiktok there is a different vibe um for all of them and you just gotta find what fits your vibe and sounds like you found your vibe with instagram and the mermaids, so that's cool i like that yeah like
2: i don't understand tiktok like i feel like i don't like that's another platform like no i'm sorry i am too old i'm not gonna learn this other one like the only th- okay I'm under- boomer i understand that there's like a large disability <laughs> thing like going on there which is awesome uh like my friend is like makeup videos and stuff on there. Um, the the biggest videos I've seen from there honestly have been like my friend who's going through a divorce just posting like videos of shirtless guys dancing and stuff. So like I'm kind of skewed where I'm like is that all that Twitter is? Is, is TikTok like Tumblr now where like we just moved like the porn from one platform to another? Like No, TikTok is
1: great. You got to give it another try. I was the same as you. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm too old for that. And then everyone around me was just making fun of me once I got into it. Um, And now everyone is hooked. Once you start watching videos and the platform knows what you're interacting with, they're going to start showing you what you like. And you're going to be like, okay, this is great. See, yeah. I was
2: just, like, the Skynet thing, like, we have much bigger fears, like, in the horror dystopian we currently live in, Um, like, also, I just learned how to use an air fryer, like, which I have been avoiding for, like, months, so, like, maybe at the end of, like, the, the TikTok, like, craze, maybe I'll be like, yeah, now I'm on it, stuff, like, <laughs> um eventually like i'm i'm like third wave of some of this stuff where it's like oh like maybe i should check out harry potter or like oh man like there was some i yes i (laughs) i know about but like oh divergent that whole series i just got into it i'm like oh and like podcasts and stuff i'm so bummed a podcast i loved ended but actually ended in 2017 but i just finished it um yeah, I'm behind the time, so I'm okay with that because I'm, I'm me. I'm happy rewatching The Office for the 5 millionth time.
0: So my turn for the quick fire questions. So just go with whatever comes off the top of your head, okay? Okay. Um, what is the best piece of advice you have ever been given?
2: You can be the sweetest peach in the world and someone's still gonna hate peaches.
0: What do you like to do to relax?
2: Uh, Play with my cats because I taught them how to play fetch.
0: Nice. What is your favorite food?
2: Uh, Sushi or mac and cheese.
0: Love it. Miss mac and cheese. Um, What is your favorite film and or TV show or your favorite at the moment? I know you have quite a list. Uh, uh
2: um uh probably the office eternally um just just, like my comfort zone i'll go with that so what would you add
0: like to ask our next guest you know we they're autistic and you know they're agreeing to come on the podcast so
2: if you could be any mythical character or mythical creature what would you be and why
1: Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to tell people where they can find you online, uh, now is a good time.
2: Yeah, uh, you can find me, uh, Bridget Sinclair, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, or Bridget Rankowski uh, on Facebook. Uh, A Road to Me is my website, which I really need to update. But yeah, you can find me in the virtual sphere. Miss Mermaid Maine.
0: Maybe (laughs) Uh, USA or...
2: Maybe USA. I mean, like there's some like intense competition stuff for like the, the national. I'm just, my goal is to make it to top 10. Like I'll be happy with that.
1: Wait, how does it decide? Uh, there's
2: a creative competition uh, like photo shoot and stuff. Uh, there's underwater posing uh, with one breath. And some of these uh, other people can hold their breath for like a couple minutes um uh how long you can swim uh on one breath um and
1: of course evening gown wow that sounds awesome i would totally watch that right Mm -hmm. well thank you again and bye-bye everyone Bye. bye thank you